0: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a A podcast. podcast.
2: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: That's right.
4: I'd like to add someone to not an asshole list. I recently did a show with David Spade and spent a day with him. And Comedians can be crotchety. They're judgmental. They're comedy snobs, which I get like they don't appreciate people that are sort of stupid and not funny. I can't explain it. Comedians overall don't have a lot of patience for bad humor and don't have a lot of patience for people. I've met so many comedians in my life. I, I it's, It would be countless. And I've seen so many comedy shows and there's just sort of In order for them to be so good at what they're good at, being so observational and complex and taking that risk and going on the road and sleeping in shitty hotels at all levels of fame and just what that takes, you get beat up all the time. And in order to be funny to begin with, like you're a little tortured inside. There's just a different type of breed that's a comedian, okay? So I want you to know that people that are not assholes that are comedians is a rare breed. And it's not because I'm famous because – I watch the way they act towards other people, if that makes sense. So, like, Amy Schumer's not an asshole, and it's not about the way she acts towards me. It's about the way that she acts towards other people. And by the way, people still act like an asshole towards me, too, because they're much more famous, etc. I'm saying I'm not judging this based on the fact that I'm a successful person and we're all living in this rare air, and then people are nice to me. I'm observant, too, and people. some people call me a comedian, which I'm not. I mean, I may be funny to some people, but I'm not because... I haven't, you know, gone on the road and done the grit, but people do look at me as funny and to be a sort of comedic personality and I do take a lot of risks and I've always been akin to comedians. I've always had a soft spot for them. I've always watched comedy. I've always loved it. I, I went I took classes at Second City. I took classes at the Groundlings. I've always wanted to do stand up. I did it. I love I would love to be a comedian, but I not I don't think I would enjoy going on the road that way, and I don't think I have that part of it, which you need to... But I'm not a stand-up comedian. Maybe I'm just a comedian in that I'm observational and I have a different... That's what's beautiful about social media. You could sort of be a social media comedian. You can do funny things and skits and improv. Another thing about comedians that I've noticed, they do the same bit over and over. So they'll say something in their act, and then they'll say something on a talk show, and I don't ever repeat anything. I don't like... I don't like, like, but I'm bump, like the same line, and that turns me off. So I couldn't be a professional comedian because I wouldn't want to say the same thing 50 times. It feels authentic, inauthentic to me, but it's crafting a bit and an act and watching Miss Maisel. It's like saying the same thing and it's not ready. Like, jokes aren't ready. For me, everything's ready. You just say it as you feel it. So the reason I bring up David Spade is I just did something with him and I watched not only how he was with me, which was, by the way, a little dickish too, in a good way. Like, he's the same crotchety person that you think he might be. Um, to me and to everyone, which I respect when someone's consistent, not like kissing my ass because I'm someone and then not being nice to someone else because they're no one. But it's a show that we did that we'll get into later, but like when it comes out, but there was this woman, just this normal like middle of the country woman and really sweet and really just like innocent and honest and nice. and, And David was so nice to her and he was really nice to like to everyone. I just liked him. And it's funny because... People expect celebrities to just be so friendly when they come up to them at an airport or while they're eating lunch or dinner. And they, sh- they should be nice, but sometimes, like I've been, I was on a business call recently with a lawyer and a girl came up to me while I was on a call in the Delta Lounge. And she was looked super sweet and I could tell that she was nervous, but I was on the phone with a lawyer about something very important about this whole like union strike situation in Hollywood. And I, I, I was then on the phone with a reporter And I don't remember, actually, I don't remember who was the reporter or the lawyer, but I was doing calls. And so she came up and I like, she was like, hey, and I was on the phone. So I said, hold on to the person. And she said, hey, like, I'm a really big fan. I was like, thank you so much. Nice to meet you. But I re I knew in my mind that and she was standing up and I was sitting down on these calls. And I knew in my mind that she probably wanted a picture, but didn't have the courage to say it. And so and this happened to me once with Brynn at a diner, where like, It's happened before where someone approached me in a bathroom at a stadium and I felt like uncomfortable that it's like a bathroom and I'm like, haven't washed my hands yet. And you're like, can we wait one second and I'll come out? So in the airport, I said to her, thank you so much. She didn't ask me for a picture. If she had asked me for a picture, I would have said, hold on. I would have stood up. But like, it would have been a lot for me to say to the either lawyer or reporter, like, hold on, a girl might want a picture. Do you want a picture? Like, it felt awkward. But when those moments happen, that girl can't say I was rude, but she could say like, She would say, like, she wasn't the friendliest, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, thank you so much. But I wasn't like, thank you so much. Did you want a picture? Did you want to get into a conversation? And I often think about that for the whole day. And I bet you other people that are public feel that way because you know that it's that person is intimidated and it could mean make that person's day and they're not going to see me again. And she's a fan and why I'm successful. But it's hard to every single time hit it right from my end because I was on the phone. And maybe she realized, like, I, she should have waited till I wasn't on the phone, but maybe she had to go catch a flight. And I got up and I did look around the room to see if she was there. So I could be like, hey, did you want to get a picture? But I didn't see her. And then I thought about it. And I'm still thinking about it now. And that's why this is a rant, because David Spade is a person that I bet you if I met him, like, you know, you know, in a, in a hotel lobby, he might be a little cold. Like, hey, nice. Thank you. And, like, move on. But, like, what is he supposed to do? Stop his whole life and, like, become my, you know, best friend? I met him in like a context with a normal, you know, civilian person who he was so nice to a whole crew. He was nice to me. He was nice to and people that are celebrities have been dicks to me. Don't worry. I'm just a dumb reality star that from their perspective. Um, So everything is context and you can't judge books by their covers. But David Spade is not an asshole. That's what the headline to this is. David Spade is not an asshole. I liked him a lot. Megan Markle you know I talk about her a lot and one out of a hundred people will say oh you're obsessed and I'm not obsessed I am definitely focused on it when I see it Um, I've also been hearing that they're splitting up. I'm sure it's a lie, but it can't be easy to be the two of them because the pressure cooker of having played the fame game and lost so far cannot be easy. I actually feel some sense of compassion because you can can gain something and lose it so quickly. And I think the cautionary tale for people that are not famous and not princesses and not duchesses and not in rare air is – that you can't believe your own bullshit, you can't drink your own Kool-Aid and things can slip through your fingers so easily. So I think one of the reasons that I've been fixated by Megan and Harry more recently cuz I forgot about it for a while was I've never seen I've never seen people botch something so astronomically and everyone believes their own bullshit and thinks that they've got it going good when it's really just it's it's not real. None of this is real. Like you have to really to be successful And that's why the Kardashians, the reason the Kardashians don't get canceled is because there are so many of them, but because they have, and they have failed many times. They have had credit cards and tanning and diet pills and things that have failed, businesses that have failed. You've seen them launch businesses that have failed, but they've been doing this for a really long time. And many of the things that they've done have succeeded. And you have to pay your dues and have the foundation that's laid You can't... It's not just frosting or, like, you know, surface. So if Kim Kardashian filters out her clavicle or ruins Marilyn Monroe's dress allegedly or loses 16 pounds in two weeks and pisses people off or is married to Kanye or wears Balenciaga or a million things that she does not unlike me doing a million things that piss people off she's got a base they've got a foundation of work hard work and success you cannot take that away from them so that's why the house doesn't come crumbling down when they do something stupid or something's not liked there's a strong foundation in addition, they have power and control over their product. They produce their own show. They can never get too dirty. They own the commercial that's pushing out their own products. But that's not even the primary case. But like Meghan Markle came out, and because she married someone who was a prince, who yes, he went away and he fought for his, he fought in um, the military. That is very admirable. Okay, there are many people that have done that, and it's very admirable. Your whole life cannot be based on that there's not enough foundation where if he botches the whole job that there's enough to hold up the house there's just not enough to hold up the house he's not done anything on his own he's lived as a privileged member of a royal family that yes has causes but it's easy to have causes when you have a billion dollar enterprise beneath you so he left the billion dollar enterprise beneath him and now he's on his own and the only thing he's ever done is write a book about the billion dollar enterprise So that's not a real foundation. And Meghan Markle was on a show, two shows. She was on a show with the briefcases and and then she got a fairly successful role in Suits. Great. Making nice, I'm sure, reasonable money and had a nice career. That's great. That's very nice. You married someone in the royal family. That's great. That does not mean that you are supposed to be going worldwide and accepting awards on podiums because events and causes want your name attached so they can get press. So she's done wonderful things and I'm sure she's a good person and she's fought for causes and who gives a shit about her family relationships like as it pertains to us. But in order to go in and double and triple down on your fame and talk to Oprah and write books and sell podcasts and pitch Bob Iger and all of that, it's drinking your own Kool-Aid and believing your own bullshit. And the house is not strong enough to withstand possible mistruths about car chases and about never knowing who Harry was and about stuff about her family. And it was very obvious that she went for the fame. So the thing that I say to non-royal rich people is you can't really believe your own bullshit and you've gotta keep building and and working and fighting to have a house that's strong enough to sustain financial peril. Possible lawsuits, bad reputational hits, things that go on in your workplace, in your community. Like, that's what paying your dues and laying groundwork is about. That's the difference between a Kardashian and Meghan Markle. It's not being royal and it's not a sex tape. It's that they've been fucking busting their ass for years. So that's what's different. To be really successful, you bust your ass for years. And that's why, like, people who are on social media and have big followings, okay, great what what have you done for you what have you done for me lately you got to do that for years you got to sustain that for years and work your fucking ass off so whether you're famous or rich or normal and poor build a foundation a strong foundation so it won't crumble when something bad happens and it's the same thing with your house with your property and your real estate
1: See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora
0: before, you're gonna love season nine.
1: Subscribe to our show, and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura
0: Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie.